If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. We are live. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro. And we're here to bring you Sunday salutations. I did it solo last weekend. Um, and we're back again. And for sharing not just what happened in the podcast um, and what's up com- upcoming, but also any recent events or thoughts or tangents we'd like to go on. Um, but how are you doing there, Kevin? I am Okay. Okay. Uh, I am okay. It has been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh yeah. Um but okay. Okay. You're, you're back in it. I am back in it. Is um you know, there's sometimes when you are reminded of things like the preciousness of life and friendship and uh things like that. So Yeah. 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 And reprioritizing things. So that was one of the reasons I was not here last week is we had some things occur and uh, spend some time to do fun things with family and enjoy the beautiful state I live in. Yeah. Love Oregon. Um, Yeah. And and reminds you of, you know, no matter what it is, um, I always like the idea of the ripple effect and how you you affect things around you more than you realize sometimes. And it may not be so obvious. Sometimes it's subtle. Um, but I think in our podcast, we we like to have a ripple effect too and, and make a difference for those that are struggling or um, trying to, you know, make their career better, um, maybe just work on personal development and start taking care of themselves again better. Um, well, we've had guests from that range from primary care physicians that go into coaching to people restructuring how they do medicine to, you know, Eric Tate, who works one day a week as an internal medicine physician, but yet does all this uh, amazing real estate investing and whatnot, and extremely educational um, on a lot of different topics, Um, you know, to uh, Dr. Kayla Redden, who was, um, you know, Doc Thor, hashtag Doc Thor, um, who is, you know, trying to, um, inspire people to take better care of themselves. And, um, you know, so we've, we've had such a range of people and there's so many aspects to our lives that are, um, incredibly important. And there are times where we kind of ignore certain aspects of our lives. And, uh, sometimes we need things around us to remind us to shift back into taking care of certain parts of our lives or tending to our family and friends more and, and appreciating things that maybe we, you know, have not given much attention to or take for granted. Um, you know, right now there's what over 30,000 people that have died at least 33,000 in Turkey and Syria from, uh, just, you know, earthquakes that hit them. And, um, regardless of the infrastructure, maybe not being as ideal, um, just hearing this and seeing the images and, and, and seeing the fragility of life there. Um, you know, it's hard to complain <laughs> when you, when you just open your eyes. Well, it's really easy to complain. It is easy, but. And then, and then you get reminded that really there's not a lot, you know, why are we complaining about these things? But, uh, 
first world problems. First world problems. I, I and I, I think that's the the kicker. And we always talk about this theme of awareness on the podcast, and it comes up again and again. Is the more aware you are of things, the better able you are to. Um, I hate the word manage, but manage them, master them, plan for them, um, be pro- proactive about what to do about them, and certainly um, what to do after you know, after the event. So I I don't like being reactive, but again, how do you frame things in in certain ways? Um, But the other part of of awareness is we become so uh, Mm self-absorbed. You know, we live in this little virtual reality, which my reality is not your reality. And we tend to think it's the only reality. And we sort of forget um, those ripples that you do. Uh, and and the words that you use and impact other people. And you may not think that uh, that you're having the impact or maybe your life doesn't have meaning. Um, but unless you're getting third-party perspectives on that, it's always important to understand is you don't actually know the lives you're impacting until other people tell you. And to make that judgment then that, um, you know, some, for some, whatever reason that, 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 uh, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's so easy to go in that dark place and think that your life doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but you do. So, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think there are, uh, just if we really become aware, like you are exemplifying right now, it will hit you in, in ways that sometimes you don't expect or you realize are necessary for us to really appreciate the things around us. Um, and it, I think it brings up so many emotions, depending on what it is. And um, I think it's easy for us sometimes to stuff it down and avoid and, and because the pain of that can be so harsh. Um, and, uh, I hope that, you know, by being genuine on this podcast and on our, you know, Facebook lives here is that, um, we make people think, I think that's what you and I have in common is that we're thinkers by nature. Um, we think differently, which is great. Um, and we have an appreciation and, and the respect for that. And I think, um, I think we genuinely come want to come across as, as, um, offering hope and that other people will find, find, um, options in their lives, uh, or, um, just recognize the things that they have or don't have and, and what they want to work on. And, and hopefully it gives them some insight with the, you know, the guests we bring on or just us talking to get together. Um, we just want people to think about things more because as a quote that I came across recently, a very simple quote, um, understand that your emotions drive all of your actions. Um, you know, our beliefs, our emotions, they're a big reason. And sometimes we need moments to remind us, you know, holy crap, you know, (laughs) like I've been driving my life in this direction and 
is that what I really want? You know, um, were you going to say something? I was gonna, and most importantly, is that you just because you're going in one direction doesn't mean you have to stay in that one direction. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the that that's where that awareness piece comes in. And, and it also reminds me of um, and I think this is from I, I should look it up because but that phrase of this too shall pass. Yeah. And we typically will use that as um a we'll typically use that during hard periods, like when things are really, really challenging, is to recognizing that that things are really hard and difficult, but this at some point that'll pass. But the other part that I also think is really important to understand is that also happens to the really good things. Mm-hmm. And there's a frame there because if you recognizing that we're really sort of riding these waves and the whole, you know, e- emotion is not static. Everything is moving here. So there's going to be high points and there's going to be low points and recognizing that when you're in a low point, that the next swell is coming. Um, even if it seems really, really dark and really, really deep, it, it it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, but also on the high point too, because if you think that your life is supposed to be perfect all the time, you, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be sort of set up for failure when it, when it changes. And it's, it's that appreciation then between the highs and the lows that really kind of define what your life is. There's a, there's another quote from um, Khalil Gilbron's uh, The Prophet. Um, let me see if I can find it. I'm, uh, but that basically says is, oh God, I know I can't find it. Yeah. I should have, I should have had on joy and sorrow. Um, and so in, in, in the prophet, which is a great small little book by Khalil Gibran, uh, then a woman said, speak to us of joy and sorrow. And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked and the self same well from which your laughter rises but oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is, it, is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed by knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. And yeah, so it, so I, that's I'm sort of babbling about that, but it's it's when you have really hard times. This is to recognize that one of the reasons that things are so hard is because of those highs that you had, mm-hmm. and it mattered. Mm-hmm. you know we talk about we both come from a world of pain ironically you and i <laughs> as far as our training everything you just said right there is reflective of do we feel safe and for some reason the perception of the human body the nervous system, the spirit, however you want to describe it. Those sudden falls, those sudden changes seem overwhelming and threatening to your existence. And I can't help, like, 
I'm forever changed because of understanding pain differently. And it's hard for me to like get it out of my head, Kevin. Like literally everything you just read there is this sense of like, I'm in danger. I'm threatened. I I'm gone. I've gone from here to here. And if it wasn't so drastic of a change, it may not have affected me the same way versus like small changes over time. Um, I'm curious your thoughts because I think we see things differently. Well, well, I'll, I agree with you with the pain thing. And I wouldn't say to saying seeing pain differently. I would say seeing pain scientifically. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the biggest Different thing. than a lot of people see it. How about that? Well, Cause they're not seeing it scientifically. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the really the big problem there, but I, I, I do think it's, um, it, it's the heights in what are, you know, <laughs> I'm going to start getting geeky again. Yeah. Uh, our, our brains are designed to, to perceive differences. It's like differentiation allows you actually define what things are. And, um, and what I like about that quote is, is again, is to recognize that this kind of this two shall pass part is the fact of the matter is those deepest pains that carve those furrows into your soul. Also, then when they pass are the things that can be filled with joy, mm -hmm. because if you've never experienced hardship or difficulty or trials or tribulations, then you, then it really becomes hard to appreciate the good things. You know, that, that concept of post-traumatic growth, nobody chooses to go through trauma, but when you do and you emerge on the other side, there's an opportunity to be so much more appreciative and better than you were before. Um, it's just rough to see it when you're, when you're kind of going through it. So, uh, but, but the brain is, the brain is really, really good at it's setting up this differentiation. Yeah. It, the brain doesn't like static things, you know, on the flip side of it, when we're talking about, well, well, can I just stay quote unquote happy all the time, which is like a, a it's a foolhardy pursuit. You simply cannot be happy all the time. Your brain's going to adapt. Um, and I, and I spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks kind of thinking about this a little bit more is, you know, this, this idea of we achieve something and at some point it just doesn't seem to be worth it anymore. And, there, and there's the danger of that emptiness is I have all this stuff yet my life still feels empty. Well, part of that is how the brain works. And it makes sense when you think about it, because if the brain's natural state is satisfaction, we're not going to do the things that we need to do to propagate the species. Instead, in many ways, the brain's natural state is dissatisfaction with moments of time of like these punctuating periods of joy, of um uh, of feeling, you know, grandiose that then quickly returns again to this kind of low ground state of, of dissatisfaction. And that's perfectly normal because it's that dissatisfaction. I think as, as Tony Robbins, I think says dissatisfaction ends in action that that kind of primal state then drives you to motivated behavior versus the opposite. So um, there's a reason then that you know, we, our brains perceive differences. There's a reason then we typically, if everything's going perfect in our life, that we don't appreciate the perfection of our lives. Um, and I'm certainly trying to remind myself of that when, when the imperfections of life rear their ugly heads uh, is, to, is, is, is to, again, recognize it as these moments in time that provide a transition. We don't ask for them. We don't want them. Uh, we certainly don't wish for them. 
but when they occur, there's an opportunity there uh, to to improve. And um, yeah, but it is weird how our brains really kind of the baseline is a dissatisfaction, kind of the low grown malaise uh, versus the other one. And like I said, you can kind of imagine that if everybody was perfectly happy all the time, what would get done? Yeah. 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 You know, thinking about like, like in a, many Americans have all these things at the fingertips, Amazon, things drop at the door almost every day if they want, like there's so much like at your fingertips with access and you have someone in a third world country who gets their hand on a soccer ball and they have like barely anything you know, their family barely has anything to their name and barely has a roof that probably in a, you know, big storm could crash the ground. Like there's these simple pleasures that can bring joy and happiness. And, and it's, you just think about like, then there's these people have everything and they, they seem so depressed um, or so dependent on their likes on Instagram or, you know, all these things that, you know, we, we have a lot of mental illness despite having all this stuff. Um, or you perhaps know, more, right? Cause it, when you, rem, rem, when you remove all trials and tribulations um, or there isn't much, there's things that are really easy mm-hmm. or there's no meaning or yeah. I shouldn't say no meaning when there's a perception of lack of meaning or when there's a perception of what you do doesn't matter anymore. It is, it is so easy to get in a dark space there. Yeah. And so we have this, this world where we think that if every, if we make everything easy, everything's going to get better. And that's not really the case. No. Um, how do you build resilience? How do you build, how do you build resilience? You know, it, 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 this come even when we look at kind of the parenting stuff, if you are paving over every trial and tribulation that your child experiences when they're young, they don't have that skills and muscle set to deal with the things, you know, the trials that occur when they're older. You know, if, if you, God forbid, you've been doing your kid's homework in high school, which apparently happens, and then your kid goes off to college, how are they supposed to, and then you think that they're going to thrive? They haven't built any any strength there. Yeah. Um, I I always feel like there's this, not being a parent, but there's this weird thing. If you haven't, if you feel like your child is just an extension of yourself and is people are going to judge you based on them and not see them as an individual, like, I think there's a balance of, you know, looking out for your child, make sure they don't get killed or have something catastrophic where they can't jump back from. Um, you know, if you, if you at least allow them to struggle a little bit, like that's incredibly important on, on making them prepared for the world. And, even if they, you know, they might fail, but that's a lesson and, and failure, this whole idea of failure is a bad thing. Um, to a certain degree, it's just lessons on your journey. Like there's part of that journey is that resilience building. I don't know. I, I just, um, I don't want to say too much because I'm not a parent, but I also see a lot of parents and kids around me um, with different outcomes. Um, you made me think of um, this quote, actually put it in my recent little pain and simple book. Um, the secret of success is learning how to use pain and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure use you. If you do that, you're in control of your life. If you don't, life controls you. And that was Tony Robbins. I thought that was, uh, I don't know, just made you really think about understanding, being aware, like you were talking about, that these are there are going to be these ups and downs. And you can... Um, 
you know, manipulate that versus being like the victim of it. So any thoughts? No, oh, I always have thoughts. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we should I, explain. I, I, what's happening the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcast yeah <laughs> feel free though if you want to say something no no i was gonna say there you know that comes down to being proactive versus reactive in so many different ways and it's like you're you're gonna move in some way shape or form but if if you're just reactive and waiting for life to do the things and it's like cattle prods right they're just gonna cattle prod you and you're gonna drive you wherever that goes or cattle prod to the trough versus you know understanding that that if you have a specific place that you want to go, it may take some pain to go over that mountain, but the long-term gain is is much more worth it. But it all comes down to that level of awareness. Yeah. For sure. Awareness is key. But when am I supposed to talk about the podcast? I am looking up our... Oh, our guests um, or our whatever see, we did. Today's date, our last, last Sunday was uh we release so um because i forgot to release a thursday throwback um the prior week i went ahead and pushed it into sunday's episode um and so that was dr aaron wiseman whose primary care uh went into coaching we did a special episode called the one word episode um that released on sunday and then um we did an actual thursday throwback with dr marcy larson who um basically how to help the grieving and her and her husband, who's also a physician lost one of their um, children and um, has extended her um, contribution to the world and helping people who are grieving their own losses. Um, incredibly powerful episode. Um, so we brought that back. Um, and then today is the 12th. So we're going to be releasing, you want me to say what's coming out today? Yeah. What's coming out so, today? So Dr. Corey Fawcett, um, we talked about um, his new, he has several books, um, a general surgeon by training, uh, retired and in this other phase of his career and giving back in a lot of ways and a lot of, um, a lot of books out there. Um, and this one in particular is uh, like starting your medical practice or career, right? I think the book actually says starting your practice, right? Um, and I think they put a cross through it and say <laughs> career, cause people thought it meant like private practice, but it's more of like setting up your career. So I went through talking about that book. Um, we'll have a Thursday throwback obviously this week, but, um, make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, any comments off that, Kevin? Nope. All those great episodes. And, um, yes. I like that one weird one. I, I totally forgot about that. And then I also forgot about, um, the grief ones. That's, that's a good one to yeah. kind of review yeah. every here and now uh-huh. yep um so i think that's about it um i know these last couple of weeks have been um ups and downs for um you and um of course we had our huge ice storm that i shared with our audience last weekend um put a lot of people out of power and uh speaking of first world a lot of people in austin are uh, were out without power for like a week um believe it or not um i believe it i believe it Three thousand phone calls versus 300 at the snowpocalypse in 2021 if it gives you an idea of the disaster of uh you walk uh, you literally drive through streets they're having 35 crews help out different businesses i guess help out with picking up all this brush you'll walk you'll drive through 
you can't even see the house because the number of trees in some of these streets that are piled up on the curbs, you're like, you get these like barricades of trees on the sides of you. So it's, it's pretty crazy. But um, anyway, why don't you take us out today, Kevin? Sure. Well, thank you for Sunday salutations with the Change Physician Podcast. This is Dr. Kevin Kukaro with Dr. Melissa Katie. As always, you can join us on most weekends. We're usually here unless we're doing something else. Um, and if you're interested, you can join the community at thechangephysician.com. And until next time, stay well. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com. Thank you.